This episode of the We Are Birmingham podcast is sponsored by footygreets.com. Hi, it's Paul Devlin here. I heard your force field here. This is Neil Dans. Rowan Vine here. Birthday, wedding, anniversary or any occasion. Personalised video messages from your favourite footballers. Footygreets.com. Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I am Matthew Elliott. Another day, another two days, another two defeats. Yep. <laughs> it just doesn't doesn't get any better, does it? It's uh... Well, I mean, I, I said on the last podcast that um, he had the next three games. The title. But as, but as, but as you know... I'd changed my mind after Saturday and the uh just the the performance of or what I just don't I can't remember anything from the game because it just felt like there was just oh. n- no go on. I was gonna say, I'll tell you what, we'll listen to some fifteen second opinions before we do anything. Go on, do that then. Fifteen second opinion. Where do you start with that absolute garbage? I'm sick of hearing the same old bollocks from all our players about putting it right. George Friend's turn this week. Harley Dean couldn't be bothered to face the cameras. Manager's awful. Huge problem. He's not the main problem. Dong Ren's an absolute cancer on this club and needs cutting out before he kills it for good. Uh, Relegation, absolute certainty unless we change something. I think I speak for everyone when I say I'm sick to fucking death of it. Ten years of absolute shit. No positives at all today, nothing to take from that. Everybody was terrible, change the manager if you want. Karanka's clearly lost it, but we ain't getting anywhere with that group of players. Doesn't matter who you put in charge, not that anybody would decent would want the job anyway. Hi, my name is Oliver and I just want to say that Karanka is clueless and the players are an absolute disgrace, but BCFC and keep right on. Hope everyone's safe and well and, you know, doing well in lockdown. Bye. If Karanka doesn't get sat now, I don't think he ever will. No cohesiveness, no desire, no plan. He brings two target men on, takes the both of the wingers off. He's got to go. Don's got to go. It's time for the people above him to take action now, otherwise we're in League One. Harley Dean, get out of our club. Karanka, you've got two games to save yourself here. We need to win against Millwall and Sheffield. If we don't, you're gone too. And unfortunately, I reckon we're going to struggle and go down as well. I think we've been patient long enough now. These results aren't changing. I will not be putting it in my Twitter bio, but it's time for Karanka out. Absolute garbage. No fight, no passion, nothing from that team. Takes off wingers for strikers. Who's supplying the ball to the strikers? The bloke is clueless, he's got to go. I'm a disappointed Blues fan. Time to go for everyone associated with Birmingham at the moment. Dong, it's time to go. Karanko, it's time to go. Backroom staff, it's time to go. Everyone, even the players, not performing on the pitch. Shambles, sell the club. Absolutely awful, getting worse every bloody day. Can't see what they're doing in training, he's got to go. It's hard to disagree. A lot of that sort of ties in with 
Millwall tonight. tonight. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 oh, it didn't get any better, did it? It, it, it looked, I think, to anyone that was uh, maybe a neutral that, that saw tonight, because of how Millwall play, we probably looked a lot better. But they were quite happy to let us have, the, especially having the early goal. That gifted Their game to plan is was to let us have as much of the ball as possible because they know we don't create anything, and they will be able to take advantage of of us at the back, whether it be a lapse in concentration or a mistake. You know, Raul was quite happy to sit there and sit back and let us play the have have possession of the ball in front of them and do bugger all. He's Gary Rowett, and I. I mean, we've sat through seasons of it, seeing exactly yeah. how he plays anyway. So we knew what to expect as fans. Yeah. And yes, we had a lot of possession. We put... So I, I pointed out on Twitter that they were quite happy to do it and that we hadn't had... We, we played okay in that first half. We didn't do a lot. We got to the final third, which was where they were letting us get to. And then the final ball wasn't very good into the box. Defensively, other than that opening moment, we dealt with them okay. But yeah, the, it, it was fine. I mean, I think, you know, if um, we spoke about it earlier, but, you know, if we're going to insist on, if Blues are going to insist on taking up the offer of, having the ball and having possession of the ball that Millwall were quite happy to let us do you need to have more quality or more creativity in that lineup, and that there wasn't enough of it in there I mean you've got for all the for all the effort and desire this week which is completely different to I think to the previous game Luton there was a lot of effort and desire today but there was just very little belief in in themselves. I don't think they felt like they were gonna felt like they were gonna get anything. Felt like they were gonna score. Felt like they were gonna get a result from the game. On the flip side, you look at Luton, and that was the first game this season. And I, I see so many fans saying that our players are bottle jobs. They don't care. They don't, you know, they don't put the effort in. For the majority of the season, that's bullshit because they do try. They have been trying, but there's just very little quality and what seems to be a very a distinct lack of a really cohesive game plan. That Luton game was the first time in a very long time I've thought I've actually questioned the players' uh, commitment to the club. Now... That was different today. They did look like they cared. They did, they did put the effort in, but they were just, you know, it was just turgid dog shit for the, for the most part. <laughs> there, was a, there was a couple of moments today where potentially caring too much. I mean, Duke jumping in for that challenge, which arguably is a red card and, and got away with one. Harley Dean diving in to block one on the line. You can't fault desire there for, for getting down. And yeah, I mean, I think that should have been a handball and Probably, yeah. We well. could have ended up with like nine players completely, yeah. to, be, to be fair. But, but um, you, you I'm, not, I'm not faulting that desire tonight. No, no, no. No, just the lack of quality. And when you haven't got your most creative players on the pitch, that is, that, that's going to happen as well. But what, I don't even know if that would have made that much of a difference anyway because of no. just how we play. Which and, it would just... and as we mentioned, they're quite happy. Millwall are quite happy to let you have the ball and defend it. And it's it's something that they do well it's it's how they play they're very good at defending then you're not gonna 
you're not going to get a lot against Gary Rower gets his teams organised. You said it yourself. We watched it for a couple of seasons. We know how uh, how organised you can get get a backline, and you, know, you can get a tune out of average players, yeah. which you know our manager currently isn't doing. And actually, I think a lot of these players are a lot better than they're, they're showing at the moment as well, which we can get into later. Oh. But I I'd heard earlier this week that confidence within the players needless to say is very low and that, yeah. that, that they're not I think the players are trying hard to to stay upbeat but it's just it's not there and I think well, it's um, dangerous ground I think the last few weeks has seen um, so a bit of context here that for a long time I know others have felt the same. I know you, you've. I know you'd heard something similar, but the players did believe in the project and they believed in Karanka. And you know he got on very well with the players. And just to sort of tie into what you're saying there, over the last couple of weeks, last few weeks, there seems to be this just lack of belief in in the game plan or lack of or lack lack of understanding of what the game plan is supposed to be maybe it doesn't need to be like it it doesn't need to be a complex game it doesn't need to be a a complex game and I don't know if they've over complicated it for the players or you know whether they're just not doing what they like the simple instructions aren't they're not doing what I'm they were told not, I'm to do. I'm not sure that a lot of the time that it is simple instructions, though. I've, I mean, I, I pointed out to a few people the other day uh, uh, with screen caps and whatever of positioning. Oh, the zonal. So, so they're they're actually trying to play a zonal man hybrid of of marking and at defend at defending corners, defending set pieces. So that Luton goal, when the balls came in, there's three players that are marking zonal, and the rest have got men. That those zones get stretched and pulled all over the place. Now I'm not surprised to see George Friend drop tonight when they've gone to three centre backs, when he's probably the one who's left his zone. He's the one that's rushed out, and it's in his zone that they've scored from a, a completely yeah. free header to nod it in. So it doesn't surprise me that they've made that change tonight and brought him in instead of uh, uh, brought Clark Salter in instead of playing George Friend tonight. For me, you're banging your head against a brick wall. By you, clearly, the players aren't picking up on this man zonal mixture, this hybrid. So, if everyone has a man, everyone knows who it is, and you know whose fault it is when it happens. Yeah, I mean, just, I think just make it pieces, Yeah, should just be man mark. Just know who you have to mark. You don't. You you don't need to overcomplicate it. If players aren't getting it, look at it and say, okay. The players aren't getting it. Let's make it easier for them. Instead, he comes out and he says, yeah, we're making these mistakes week after week. It's like, yeah, we are, because they're clearly not getting it. Fucking make it easier. And stubbornness has been one of the main things that he'll be remembered by for his time at Blues. The, the, the changes and the system, even tonight. That and, yeah, it, that even, and shrugging. That and shrugging, yeah. And looking, <laughs> looking a bit baffled. But yeah. he, even tonight, it was when he made the changes that he made, and I know Cosgrove was out injured, so he, he didn't have him to call on. But even at 2-0 down, when he's made a change tonight and he's he's made his final changes and you thought, oh, he's going to go 4-4-2 and he's putting Leco up top. But no, it was still 4-1-4-1. It was like, 
you, you basically chasing the game for your job here. Whether Don will see it that way or whether the people above him will. <sighs> He was, really, he's, he's going to have to be the people above, isn't it? Isn't it? I think he's uh, could be on dicey ground anyway, yeah, which we can get into later that, as well. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, ne- neither game really filled me with any confidence that he's going to turn it around. The, like I say, no, that's it now. That, we, I mean, we I, played in, we played into their hands tonight. You said that we said I mean, the next it. three games last week, didn't we? And at the moment, but if we're, we're on zero we're, points. We're on zero so. points after two of them. So the best that we can get is three. I think you did. You say five points that you you'd accept. Yeah, um, which I looked, I which I did seven. say looked very very unlikely. Yeah. Um, you know, the, Saturday was a big one for me. I thought I honestly thought we were going to go in and win that, and I thought we would win. I felt like we could go in there and win that comfortably. That was probably. I know we only lost one nil, but that that was potentially the worst game of the season. Well, that was mate, even 100%, worse. A hundred percent, even worse was... than losing four nil to Derby, and or you know, they just just because the, the lack of ed, every um, you know it's edibles, the lack of edibles, <laughs> every every like of just uh, every aspect of what you would what you require from a football team was just. Missing they, in that in that game, they just we're looked. lucky we came around. It was one, it wasn't. It wasn't two yeah. nil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was two nil tonight. It was which and I predicted tonight, on the yeah. prediction league, by the way. So it's not oh, well done. It's, it's, it's not all bad, <laughs> but it's it, they just on against Luton. They just looked clueless yeah. tonight. They looked they, they looked like they had more of an idea, but we just we played straight into their hands. And if you have, yeah. like, like you said, we we spoke about it. And if you, if you're going to have a lot of the ball, you need quality, and you need to make the most of having the ball. And it just, I, I remember two chances that that sort of came from sort of scruffy bits of play. Duke sort of created an opening for, or did he Duke create both of them for himself? Um, oh no, I'm sorry. The other one was Colin. Colin laid it back to Duke, and it was just a bit too heavy for him. So. There was a couple of chances that it should have been, but so let's. I mean, there aren't very many positives to take um, from either of those games. What I will say is, uh, Raheem Harper has to start the next game. Then he has to play the next few games. I think we saw enough from him tonight to suggest that he is probably the type of midfielder we've been missing for. For a little for a little while, he. I mean, you said to me, probably should have been playing in the last few games. He looks like he's got the ability to try and dictate a game. Um, I quite like the look of that midfield three. Um, but you know, let's get the right team around them. So if you're going to play that midfield three, let's have a look at playing Sanchez and and, and Bella. Uh, up with with Hogan and go four three three and you know let's have a back four that doesn't have San Jose in an, an, <laughs> an actual four three three that is a four three three and not that it's it's restrictive for those for those three forward does, three and so does, you have to does come, Tony Pulis like back. playing four three three I don't know let's I mean yeah I mean Ricky Harper um, very thought it was 
I can't I can't say anyone is very good, but he looked very bright. I thought Scott Hogan worked his absolute balls off tonight as well. Yeah. Um, chasing down balls that he probably had no right of getting and sometimes getting them. You know, being really strong, holding the ball up and trying to bring the balls in, into, play when, into play when he did get the ball. Um, he looks revitalised. I, I don't know what's got into his head, but he looks like a different player and ever since that the uh i think probably the, the man city game but tonight he just worked really 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 hard yeah. again and very very little re- reward for it i think uh, i felt quite going, sorry for him going back to loot and i actually felt quite sorry for him then as well because he again he sort of worked hard but there was just nothing going forward and when you're when you're a forward and you're barely getting anything in the opposition's half you're not going to look good out here, and, and by default, then he's he looks poor. But he, again, it wasn't he's uh, wasn't really down to him. But and there's a lot of things that have confused me as well. Like recently, like when we started the season, um, our set pieces and corners looked quite clever. We were mixing it up. We were trying different things, and then I don't know the past four or five games. It just seems to be about getting it in the box. Or yeah, I know what you when, mean. Was, a lot of the time, it doesn't get past the first man. They, they were trying, trying some clever ones, weren't they? Yeah, and it's and it's not. There's been a real lack of that. And and I, this sounds like a really tedious little thing as well. But what is the deal with throw-ins? <laughs> like, so what we you have still, to do is you have to hold the ball in both hands, put the ball. Oh, very funny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have we have we've been so locked in on the Mark Roberts long throw for that long that you know we just have uh, there's just uh, someone goes to pick the ball up there's no urgency to take a throw in no one's looking for the ball it's kind of like I feel like half the time we've got a throw in and we're looking at defending yeah. our own throw in yeah. almost it's it's so bizarre like, Do you know I think that's been a blues thing for a long time though I think. I well, can, a bit like the kickoff oh, where I, it just goes back and they just blast it up to the top left hand side of the pitch. I feel like they've been doing that since Trevor Francis. It's just when it was in charge. I'm like, I, what is this? I, I remember under TF that like, seeing throw ins and, and just thinking, well, offer for it, then move for it. I just maybe at times it's just a, a, a football thing. And but you're maybe, right, you, you're right. Tonight there were, there were times where um, Pedersen was taking a throw. And there was maybe Sonic stood in front of him and he was the only one moving. It's just like, oh, come on, give him something. <laughs> Anybody else, yeah. Like, so they just not work? I know, I know it's a kind, of, kind of a small part of the game, but, you know, and, not, and, and only really a crucial part of the game when you're a certain part of the pitch, but certainly when you're attacking. But do they not work on little things like that as well? I just, it wouldn't surprise me if in training they do pass-ins or something from the touchline, which... Yeah. When I when I was doing my coaching and and we we went in and we spoke with someone at the FA and whatever and they do, do your course, they actually tell you like when you if well, I think one of the groups sort of put this into one of his exercises having passings from the side, and he turned around and he said, "Well, are you ever going to pass it in from the the sideline when you're playing in a game?" It's like, no. So take a throw in then. And it's like yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if, I don't know whether that is the case, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that was it for positives, really. I, I kind of went off on a tangent, but yeah, you went positive, just, and then you went 
I'll just back to yeah. Well, it's very easy things. to do that, isn't it? At the moment, well, I think. Not, like, there's you know, not many, is there? It kind of just re- reflects the actual performances on the pitch at the moment. Every time there's one positive, there's about fifteen negatives yeah. to follow it. Um, well, okay, I'll give you a positive. We had lots of possessions tonight. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how did that work out for us, Chris? Same old. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, I said to you before, like, I don't care if, you know, for a while we have to deal with turgid, boring, pedestrian football as long as we're grinding out results, you know. Um, I can deal with it. It's, you know, if it's a foundation to build on for us to progress as a football team and to consolidate in the championship and then look at building from that I'm happy to do that but we're not getting turgid boring football with points with results we're not moving up the league we're regressing and these players and I don't care what a lot of fans say about them are much better than they are than they're showing at the moment. Given the right coaching, the right man management, and, let, and I'll quite happily hold my hands up and say I was really behind the crank of um, getting the job. I wanted him to do well. I thought he was would have been. I thought he would have worked out pretty perfectly for us. It hasn't happened that way. There are managers out there that can get a tune out of this team. These players are not as bad as they're showing. They are much better, and we should be at least 10 places higher up the league as far as I'm concerned. The, we've, the players are good enough. Uh, we need a change, mate. Is that, uh, is that hashtag Karanka out? Well, I'm not putting it in my bio, but you know, but you know, as that chap said, uh, and I just said last week, yeah, definitely, I don't do that. I'll post some form of weird gif and say I'm done, which, you know, uh, I think I did that on Saturday, to be fair. Just say but it. Just, I, just say I'm it. Done. Just say it. Just say He's it. got to go. I'm not saying hashtag Karanka out. Hashtag Karanka out. So Friday just gone. It, I think it was Friday. We had the, uh, I was going to say long awaited. It wasn't really long awaited. I think they announced it about two days before. Four, actually. four years in the making. Four, yeah. <laughs> four years, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So for those that don't know what I'm talking about here, the uh, our CEO... Uh, Dong had an interview, what was it, about 16 minutes um, with Richard Wilford on BBC West Midlands. Dong had obviously pre-written all the questions for Richard to ask him, so he had no tough <laughs> no tough <laughs> questions to ask. Uh, such a cynic. I, I, I reckon sure. he probably said, these are my answers, put some questions to him. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, this is what I'm going to talk about, put some questions to it. Um, now, two ways of looking at this. Firstly, great that he is talking to local media. He's chosen his safe space. The person that he gives his, his, his detail to, the person that probably won't, no disrespect to him, can understand why he wouldn't um, push him with really tough questions. Um, but, you know, uh, is this no good if it's just going to be once every four years? I mean, this could be a more regular type thing, uh, you know. Which it probably won't be now, but we'll come on to that. Oh, yeah, well. oh, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Hopefully you never know. Um, I wasn't on about that, but. But there was a lot of, yeah, well, yeah. There's, <laughs> I know I know what you mean. No, there's, there's a few 
there's, so there's a few few things that stuck out for me. I'm going I'm to let you have your thoughts and feelings on it first, and then I'm going to just sort of chime in when you talk about something that I've got my, some on, mental notes. My on. honest opinion on the whole thing was, knew it, knew it, bullshit, bullshit, knew it, pretty much. That's like... It was, yeah, Ooh, it seemed a that bit could pointless. be illegal. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> could it? Is that it, is that contentious? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Well, oh, sorry, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to the, the the one thing that really pissed me off, um, which was probably a little trivial thing, but it did it it rattled me. Not missing a game in four and a half years. I'm a diehard Blues fan. Piss off, man. Like, seriously. When you've got people around the country that are travelling to see, to pay to see Blues play. You're in Ireland at the moment, flying over for games when, when you can make them. Not the, and I had a season ticket. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I had a se- I had a season ticket. And I was still coming back for games, home and occasionally away games. So, yep. and the, I mean that's irrelevant. But there are hundreds, thousands of fans that go up and down the country every weekend of train tickets and fuel buying the tickets. You know, and in, can I just jump in and say it's people that work hard all week. And they spend a large percentage of their wages going around following yeah. the club. People that are burning into overdrafts or credit cards so that they can go to games and they can go away and, and support this team. But, you know, he fucking that he gets, is he gets paid for it and he's a diehard fan because he's never missed the game. It's Fuck fucking off. Chauffeur Fuck driven, right off. staying in hotels. Oh, getting you fucking know. really wound up. You know, he stays in a nice hotel up in Birmingham. He'll go back down to London where I believe he lives sort of Chelsea Harbour way. Um, so tonight uh, wouldn't have been know, a far I've, one for him, would it? It wouldn't <laughs> have been too long. Yeah, you know, but you know, but he's a diehard Blues fan, Chris. You know, yeah. so he, he he would have travelled up and down, commuting. He can pit that really pissed me off. Um, I, I think it was um, a really. I don't, it's not the insensitive, isn't the word I'm looking for? But it's, I think it's very small-minded way. Like, think if you you do you're doing think, your job, you're doing yeah, your job. That is exactly <laughs> what you should be doing, and you're getting paid to do it. The only pocket part yeah. of his fucking job that he is doing is just going to watch watch the club. Um, I don't doubt he's probably a Blues fan now, although despite the fact that, well, actually, not despite anything, like. He, a, a real, a real diehard blues fan wouldn't treat the club in the manner that he's doing it, um, or he has in the past past four years. Uh, that just really wound me up, I, I, and it's still grating on me now. And I, I, it, uh, it, it just makes me so angry, Chris. <laughs> I just, like when you mentioned it, then I, it had gone out of my head, but you you brought it back up again, and it reminded me, and it it winds you up. It does because you. you you go to work, you you earn your money to go and follow the club, to take your kids away. And like, I mean, a, a decent away game costs a fucking ton and a half. Yeah. T- tickets and Easily. day out and whatever for everything. But for him, you know, gets paid for it, goes in the nice seats, has the meal and whatever. Probably claims expenses for his fucking petrol as well. Cool. Of course he does. Of course yep. he does. He doesn't pay a fucking penny, mate. He doesn't pay a penny. But you, you know, die, die hard fan. Um, 
Yeah, so there's that. Um, another thing that made me laugh was, this isn't in order of how he said it, but um, the manager, he said about telling, he's saying to remind fans that Karanka had the lowest wage budget, £18 million of any of the managers during their regime. That may well be the case, but let's add a bit of context to that. They let um, Darren Dean piss a load of money up the wall uh, with Harry Redknapp. And, you know, I know Harry Redknapp gets finger pointed at him, and in a lot of cases in the past, it probably was his fault. I think we understand that it probably wasn't as much his fault. He didn't know half of the fucking players. Exactly. Why, why would he go and sign Maxim Collin? That lad from the lad from Brentford. That lad from Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> so, however much that was. Steve Cottrell wasn't allowed a penny to spend, irrelevant of who was on his playing staff at the time. He wasn't allowed any of that money. Gary Monk signed Christian Pedersen, embargoes, <laughs> signed fucking Lee Camp, Conor Mahoney, uh, Gary Gardner. Omar, Omar Bogle, Gary Gardner. Who else did we have? I think this, this might be somebody else. Uh, Karen Marabti. Okay. T- yeah, he was uh, reduced to £10,000 a week on players that he was signing. Again, it's fucking irrelevant. I'm sorry, it's, this is a sweary podcast. Uh, it's irrelevant how, what the playing budget was for those managers when they are restricted in the amount they can spend. Now, Karanka's come in. He's got a, a small playing budget of 18 million, but they've still brought in 14, 14 players. Some of those players on very, very good money. So don't like it's that was a very misleading statement around like, okay, playing budget and what the managers are allowed to bring in are two different things. But let's add a bit of context to that because that was. That was him trying to defend his decision of bringing Karanka in and backing Karanka. Well, he's only had a small playing budget. That's why he didn't say this, but that's why the players probably aren't performing as well as they, so they probably should do. It's bullshit. It's utter bullshit. The next point for, for me that, that probably stood out was the fact that he's very behind the way that we're playing at the moment. Progressive football, not like we used to play. I think it's worse. Well, yeah, there, there is that, and and the fact that we're playing the type of football to get us out of the division. Another good point. That Tang. was brilliant. <laughs> that was like, yeah, he did. He, he, that was good. He didn't add context to that did either. So he could have well meant it, we're going down. Yeah, going down. Which, um, I just pointed at you. Then I don't know if you know if you can see me or I not. Can see. Uh, oh, you can. Um, which was when he was questioned about relegation, he did not seem that bothered. No. Like the club, self-sustainable, etc., or working towards being self-sustainable, that's bullshit. Um, will we, if we went down, we'd be fine, etc., etc. Or like it'd have no issues if we went down. Of course we would. What utter bollocks, man. What? And, and he didn't seem at all bothered by the idea of being in League One next season. No. Uh, so on which point hopefully that doesn't happen and that he won't be around next season he mentioned something in his interview saying uh, commenting on profits or 
no, pro- I was going to say profit and losses, but Loss. losses. Yeah, we, we don't do profits around this way. <laughs> uh, to be fair, football doesn't really do profits, does no. it? But he, he commented on losses that potentially have broken rules in the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Yeah, I mean, I think it can be seen as almost insider trading trading, kind of stuff can't it a bit like the uh, there was obviously someone else had had a bit of an issue like that earlier in well last year uh, quickly was quickly taken down the advice of a few people escaped any wrongdoing Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so now uh, the parent company have come out and sort of said chronologically we did on 1875 we did oh of course yeah I forgot about that yes so just a little template to say if you want to, if you want to do something about this and put a complaint in, this might bring some pressure on Dong's position or onto the the parent company in general in how that their their conduct is. So I haven't as yet myself received a response from the email that I sent over, other no, than the other than the standard one that comes back to say they've received it. Um, however, as you were going to say. The parent company came out with a statement today just to say that, um, or basically it was Ren Dong's personal thoughts and feelings on it, um, and it shouldn't really be taken into account as a statement from from the, uh, from, from the parent company. So it would suggest that the Hong Kong Stock Exchange agreed with the letter and the uh, the response and they've kind of asked um, the parent company for some clarification on the matter and this is what we've received today so uh, I know. think the, the other the other side of that could be that they've got wind of it and they've preempted before they've had anything from the Hong Kong Stock Exchange that they've preempted the fact and they've gone out and they've said Dong said this wasn't on behalf of us, so don't listen to it before yeah. they've had I mean, any action. But I don't think that they're likely to do that personally. I think it's it's more likely that they've had some contact. Yeah. Now that could it, I mean, it looks like it's just a slap on it's like a verbal slap on the wrist type stuff or a written slap on the wrist as it would be for them. Um what it is for Dong, uh, I don't know. But you know, you know, given his backing of Karanka, the slip up, um, or his putting Karanka in place, his backing of Karanka, the slip up in the interview, um, you would like to think it has him on some form of unsteady, unsteady ground. Um, we don't know for sure, but I just think it's time, mate. I think I absolutely. It's been time for a long time, Chris. Yeah, but I, it has, but now I just swing that dong out the door. <laughs> I so, absolutely get my dong out. I just think it's time. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It has been for a long time. Um, now let's. I'm sure people want to go back and say, like, at the beginning of the season, you were kind of you were backing him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, we actually said we'll give him the benefit of the doubt for. Uh, well, that's my dog in the background doing his normal <laughs> thing there for anyone picked up on that um, we 
we did say he we were given the benefit of the doubt for a while. He seems to be interacting with fans again. You know, his interview, his um, sort of press conference with Karanka was very, very um, was positive. Upbeat. You know, they looked like it was a start of maybe things being a little bit different and the club progressing. Well, that lasted long, didn't it? So, you know, and we did say pinches. I think you said, let's, I will take it with a, a pinch of salt at a time and just see how you've got to earn that, earn that trust. And, you know, he's other than a few gifts now and then, and, you know, a night, a couple of uh, nice messages to sick people on, on Twitter. He's been a bit of a fucking shower of shite again, hasn't he? There's a lot of stuff that, that doesn't come out and doesn't get seen as well. And the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you, you hear about, it's it's just, it, I mean, like the stuff with the academy, when we're not, that, I mean, that's sort of bubbled on from before and from after. Well, and, there's been no, there's no real answer to what's going on there either. That's still very up in the air. This, he, he was, didn't even give a clear answer to that on the interview. No. It was kind of a bit muddled and, I'm gonna, you know, he's, they said, we're spending this money to put floodlights in and this, that, the other. And it's like, yeah, but floodlights prove nothing. If you, you can put floodlights in any team, you B and C team or your first team, anyone can use flood, a floodlit pitch, can't they? So to me, yeah. that's that signals no intent other than, you know, we'll we'll try it. If we get it, brilliant. If not, fucking pull the lot. Yeah, it's um, plan A. So there was that as well. That's we'll see what happens there. I think that we're probably due to find out about that properly, probably in the next couple of months. I, w- I would think because um, it's been delayed. Um, the stadium so this was quite confusing the stadium is fine but it's not going to be ready for this beginning of next season well that doesn't sound fine to me no (laughs) you have had however long uh, about three months prior to uh, I might be wrong with that Um, might be it might be a lot less but it's currently February the start of next season, all things being well, will be beginning of August. You telling me six months isn't uh, isn't enough time to fix a couple of rusty bolts or whatever? It's clearly a lot more than that. There's it, clearly bigger issues at, at play is. here. It either is, or they're not sorting it adequately. <laughs> and it, so you can't say that it's going to take that long, and it not to be a big issue. Which which one is it? And what I would have said here, if I was Wolford, maybe he did say this and maybe I completely missed it, but who's paying for this? Who is it down to? Because the club don't own that ground anymore. No. So are you guys sorting that out or are you trying to drag it through the courts because it was maybe you know, uh, an issue with pre- the previous ownership or is it down to the fact that actually you've just, or between the lot of you, since maybe back to Sullivan, Gold, Carson, to this lot. Is it just negligence of maintenance? You know, we we know that they don't like paying bills for people to come and fix stuff. Maybe the people that want to would normally come do the maintenance on the stand haven't been paid for a long time. And 
they, they don't want to come outstanding <laughs> CCJ or something perhaps yeah that, that, that's not inside information or anything <laughs> no it's not just no, point no, out no. but based on the stuff that obviously Dan Ivory's put out around the CCJs etc that's common knowledge to anyone that reads his, his bits and if anyone that goes on to message boards and stuff you can see that as well so that's uh, yeah it's not it's not inside knowledge that is just a, uh, a, a an assumption yeah, I just declare it's, everything just feels a mess again. Like in the summer, there was a bit of positivity, and everything on the pitch, off the pitch, the actual fucking pitch, the stadium is a mess. Um, a few people said, and I saw this, and I can kind of see their point in a way. If things were going well on the pitch would people be up in arms? And I think the answer is no, because if things were going well on the pitch, they might have sorted things out. <laughs> it might mean that we're in a better position and things are actually okay. And that, you know, this it sort of has a knock and effect. We saw down the road at Villa, but when things at the top are toxic, that filters down into the coaches, into the playing stuff yeah. all the way down and into the fans as well we're seeing something very similar ourselves now it's been going on a long time okay it, it, it has been a long time there's just been certain coaching regimes we'll call it that have coped with the situation better and managed to have the players more focus on what they need to be doing on the pitch. Um, and you, I mean, you can only really say the person that got the best tune out of any of these players in under this regime has been, uh, has been Gary Monk. Yep. Uh, who managed to get the players very, very well drilled. They knew what they were doing. It was a very, very basic style of football with a very, a pool of, moderately average players but had them punching above their weight and we you know we got lucky with um a rich reign of form from from Adams and 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 Djukovic. And there was feel good on the pitch, there was feel good off the pitch. And it yeah it, it felt like we were actually in a good place. And it, it felt, papers over the cracks though, doesn't it? Uh, that's what it that's what ultimately it does. Do you know what <laughs> I did feel at, at the time that things were actually looking not rosy, but they were looking good. It, like there was, there was a genuine sort of feel from everyone that things were going in a good way. And then Apart that from all the got, embargo and stuff. And well, then yeah, but it, it looked like lessons <laughs> lessons might have been learned from that point, and we sort of pushed on. And then it just it all just got blown up. So, and one thing about the monk thing, um, what. The monk appointment to go back to that he wasn't a he wasn't a dong appointment was he no so football side what have we got in terms of dong bringing managers in uh redknapp redknapp cottrell pep no sorry but yeah so it would pep it would be pep because monk wasn't um, yeah and karanka and karanka of which uh, monk was Zhao, yeah. obviously uh, so of which none of them have worked out that he's chosen apart from apart from Zhao <laughs> yeah. um, so get Zhao in get Zhao in let's not forget that he wanted uh, um, 
Dong wanted Crankhead before, didn't he, as well? Um, obviously, not... Zhao kind of has to rubber stamp this uh, edit the next manager. If there is a next manager, God, let there be a next manager. Um, like tomorrow morning or something. Um, tonight? Did you see anybody in the, wearing a baseball cap in the stand tonight watching the game? And a tracksuit and a vest. And a tracksuit, yeah. <laughs> The Popeye tattoo. <laughs> no. Uh, no God, we keep saying this. I'd be like, fucking horrified if he doesn't have this manager tomorrow. But let's be honest, he can't be much fucking worse. Who right who, now? Who wouldn't you take? Um <laughs> it's how good we've been that we're uh, literally Wow. Who, <laughs> who wouldn't you take? <sighs> It's a tough one, isn't it? It is. It is a tough one. Um, all this talk, like, former all players. This talk, former players. Yeah, I mean, we're well, not having that. But even fucking Curtis Woodhouse piped up tonight. Um, the guy spent. I don't know how long he was with us, but even he has come out and said the fans deserve better. He spent fucking a year playing while he was pissed. For us, I think he freely admitted that he turned up and played drunk in a, in a handful of games. So I don't think that's liable or anything. Um, even if he's saying it now, and you know, it, it, how bad must we be? I don't know, Chris. I don't know who would, who would I not take. Um, what else? Uh, at least if the players didn't, if the players didn't perform, he'd just probably try to knock him out, wouldn't it? But. <laughs> I don't know. This is it. Like, I'd take anyone right now. They have the Spooner and Gardner Dream Team back. Who knows? But no, thanks. No, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure that, you know, next week we can maybe have a bit more of a conversation around the managers available. No Notifications um, are on my phone. I'm waiting, but there's still nothing. He's done his interview. Um, I think he said something along the lines of he's taken no notice of uh, other managers being sacked in, in the league and is focusing on his own job. Well, focus on it a bit more, mate, because at this rate, we are going down to League One. If you enjoy our podcast, please don't forget to share it on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let people know that you're enjoying it. And also don't forget to rate and review us on all podcast platforms. If they allow it. Cheers, guys. All right, so let's have a a quick five minutes on potential managers. Seems the time because you never know, might be one in place by next week. So, who we we just said who wouldn't you have, and neither of us could really think of anyone that we wouldn't have. That's how bad it is at the moment, isn't it? So, who who name three that you would have. You can go, so I think you, you do one and then I'll do one. So I'm just going to add, there's two ways of looking at this, okay? I know you said five minutes. This might be about six and a half minutes. Not my bit, the whole thing. Um, do we look at someone to take on the last third of the season, the final third of the season, to get us out of this shit as like an emergency manager, as someone that's coming in to do, you know, just do the Sam Allardyce type thing? Or is it someone that 
you'd think we can ticks up league carry carry us forward, but ultimately with the knowledge that we could be going down so they so they could bring it so that they have the ability experience the talent to, 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 to bring us back up okay, okay. so first name based on that <laughs> you've, you've given that a massive build up there you know so if I was going for a short term thing <clears throat> to try and keep us up um, I would be going for Nigel Pearson at this point in time because he's the sort of player that okay have Nigel Pearson written you do as well <laughs> yep so if he is um, he's a sort of player I think a sort of player a sort of manager that will probably be able to motivate players who get, get a rocket out their arse just get them sort of battling fighting for every ball which you know they are kind of doing but at least give them some belief yeah. to go out there and actually win it if you don't fight he'll fucking fight you <laughs> yes yeah not, um, not, not just look at you with a disappointed frown on his face and yeah, ignore yeah. you and shrug and then he's back there so you've got Pearson as well I've got so I'll let, you, I'll let you go go next okay right I'm going to go the ex Gary Monk well, it's never good it's never as good second time round though is it no and he hasn't got his team as such with Pep not being there as his number two who's currently doing well in in Brescia Brescia yeah uh, well how to played pronounce. one one game one win but you know doing well 100% win yeah, rate yeah 100% well. record yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah going going back to the ex uh, it, you'd have to assume that Dong's not around for that to and happen and Zhao you know Zhao could, could be well within his rights to say I'll bring him back. I want to bring him back. Yeah. Um, there's absolutely no chance that Monk's going to work under, under with Dong again, I don't think. But great, cool. Um, I actually heard from, I think we spoke about this before, that I don't think, I think he probably has unfinished business here with Blues as well. So, and I know other people that have said the same who believe he would come back under the right circumstances. Okay. I, I actually, the, sorry, before you move on as well, I actually think that he'll get He'd get more out of these players. The, the squad oh, that's absolutely. there at the moment, he'd get them firing. You've, there's, 100%. Weapons, there's weapons there. 100%. He in, in a good he, way. <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah no, we've got we one big weapons. weapon in running in the club, isn't he? But, <laughs> but, um, there's weapons at the Blues that yeah. aren't in a good way. But yeah. he, he, he absolutely, absolutely would. Okay, we've got the issues with the academy and that we're allegedly... Complaints filed against him and et cetera, et cetera. Um, there could be some groveling to do there, sorting out to do on that side of things. Uh, or might not even have an academy, so it might not even fucking matter. Um, exactly. So there's that. Um, and it, my, if, if there is anything that's unfinished in that kind of thing, put something in place so that everyone knows what you can and can't do. Yeah. You can't pressure kids into signing with your agent, mate. Okay. Yeah. All right then. We won't do that then. Are we allowed yes. to offer it up to them? Yes. Okay. Cool. We'll do that. But if they say no, leave them alone. 
Yeah, but that happy meal away did not do. Don't give them first team opportunities based yeah. on whether they've signed with you, Asian. Yeah. 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 But if I could say so that, my, I have. So, so, my, yeah, so, my, so my second one, um, and it's one that I think a lot of people probably be quite keen on doing or going for, will be Paul Cook. Now, as a championship manager, still think he has a lot to prove. I know we're going to have done quite well up until their point of administration, etc. But what he does do, he does try to get his teams playing football, a progressive style of football that, you know, that I think the fans would enjoy. And also uh, a lot of experience in the lower leagues, including a number of promotions. So if we did go down, worst case scenario is given the right tools and we've got a number of tools in our squad, would he'd be able to bring would be able to, he'd be able to bring us back up? I think uh, we've got some good youngsters coming through, players that um, probably need extensions. People like Seddon contract um, that is contract extensions. Yeah, <laughs> not that not need to on their tools. Uh, <laughs> Boyd months, etc. Um, we've got players that have actually got real time and can play that league at that level more than comfortably. Um, Plus the players, some of the players that may stay that are already down there at the moment. And, and, he, got, was, and he got Wigan playing some good football as well. It wasn't, yeah, he actually it, it wasn't did, yeah. Stuff. <clears throat> yeah he, eventually, it took him a while to adapt in the championship, which is why I said that maybe the jury's still a little bit out on it. But after yeah. Christmas, up to the run-in for the end of the season, they had played exceptionally, exceptionally well. And I think they were really in, uh, it was promotion type form wasn't it before the, yeah. the admin happened so, um so what we've had we've had two each my final one is oh, a my problem time. well you went second yeah so i'm gonna go third yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh it's probably careful and this is more of a this is kind of one that's in betweeny so it's one that uh, could work both ways it's Ola. Is it, it, I'm bringing him back, baby. <laughs> For the blues. No. Um, you've got Mourinho. We've got our physio, Nigel Atkins. I mean, I, I wouldn't say no at the moment. Compared to Karanka. Uh, my problem I is with, with I don't like him, but I wouldn't say no. I don't particularly like Nigel Pearson. It's maybe no. something to do with the name Nigel. <laughs> no, <laughs> apologise to all Nigels now. <laughs> Eight or Nigel Karanka, he's an arsehole as well. Um, yeah, Nigel Atkins. I think there's uh, maybe this is just how bad things are because people listen to this and think, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Understand it, you know. I, I, but he's done. He's got experience in the championship, experience in League One. Um, generally seems to be a good man manager. Speaks pretty well about the game. Can be a bit of an arsehole. Um, I think it's a Nigel thing. Um, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it. My only issue with him is he's been out of the game now since, I think, the middle of 2019. And... I. As we've seen with Karanka, maybe being out of the game for that long has takes its effects on you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Is Alan Kirby available? <laughs> uh, 
Only if uh, Clive Mendonca's still around. <laughs> First sign. So, uh, who's your, who's your, who's your, who's your so, last one? So, little shout out to Titch. I'm not going with Aidy Boothroyd. So, my mate Titch always puts Aidy <laughs> Boothroyd forward, and I'm not going there. Um, he was talked about last time round. I think there was talks had last time round. Not got them firing massively this season. But Lee Bowyer at Charlton is uh, not up there, but I know he's had a lot of issues to deal with. I think they're sort of coming out the coming out of the, the bright side now, are they? The they're right in the yeah, the, the end of sort of the turmoil, but in, in yeah. behind the scenes at the club, I think he's handled that fairly well to a point. I mean, they're sitting top ten, ninth, I think, in, in league one at the moment. Um, Lots yeah, playoff again, as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he just. <laughs> Again, wouldn't be against it. I think there's, pr- I think uh, in an, on another at another time and place, I probably wouldn't have any interest. But at the moment, it's almost clutching at straws and just. And as you said earlier, it's that balance between getting someone. You know, it's, if the if inevitable, I was going to say, then it's uh, it's not inevitable. But the way that it's looking at the moment, that we we could be going down. You know, it's someone that can that's got some experience of that division and what it takes to get out of there? It has to be somebody that, for me, that has experience in the league. I think it's, whether that's as a as a player or uh, certainly as a manager, it needs to be someone that's been there, done that, and ultimately has experienced a relegation battle in some form. World Cup. So, Wild card. Oh, you've gone for. Uh, go on. Who's your wild for, card then? For, fourth one. Fabio Cannavaro. Now, two games coming up. It's not even. We don't know what's going to happen between now and Saturday, let alone now and next Tuesday. So let's just have a quick look at both of them. First up, Sheffield Wednesday. They're obviously in a. A similar position, similar position to us. We're dead level points, are we? At the moment, they've got a game in hand still over us with our game tonight. Yes, did they? Um, yeah, did they what? Also, did they play tonight? Or did they have? They played was yesterday it? and they lost to. They lost. Stoke. Somebody. I think. I think it was Stoke. Stoke. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. Um, so. Sheffield Wednesday right down there and you know they're they're sort of a bit topsy-turvy on form are they? Well it's a little bit um, I think they've improved slightly under caretaker they haven't got they haven't got their manager in yet I think it could probably stay the way it is while he's slowly picking up points here and there similar to us there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes at that club a lot of problems financial series a bit of a a bit of an oddball um, you know it just it's a very difficult situation for them um, the same same as us at the moment two clubs that ultimately probably shouldn't be down there but, but are um, not that anyone has a divine right to be in a certain place in the league no. I think it's a very hard one to call. Their, their, um, their last four games, they beat Bournemouth, they lost 4-1 to Millwall, they beat Wickham 2-0, and then they lost to Stoke yesterday, 1-0. So, topsy-turvy for them. And, 
you know, at least they've seen a win recently. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember the last. It was Middlesbrough last win. It was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, let's, depressing. Uh, let, let, let's go with a, a quick prediction. Uh, okay, so let's... Assuming that the same manager is still in charge. Okay, so should we do two? <laughs> oh, we don't know. We don't know, do we? Should we do a best okay. case scenario and a Karanka scenario? <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll lose 1-0. Saturday. Is that you? Is that you? Good scenario, Karanka. That's that's me being positive, Chris. Now come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I think with Karanka, it's it's a loss. I just don't see. At the moment, I can't see us scoring. I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. So that normally means we lose. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm actually going to go nil nil for that one. Brave. But that is now the that is now the equivalent of three nil, though, isn't it? In reality, we, in, in your, in your gonna, that's gonna, your equivalent. We're, we're going to win it nil nil. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to win. We're going to win nil nil, and uh, that's one for the Karanka Wank Bank. <laughs> so next yeah. up, Norwich. Four nil Norwich. <laughs> five. <laughs> Do I have any increase on five? Yeah, I mean, I was trying. I was trying. I was trying to be positive, you know, trying to put a positive spin on it, Chris. But no, in you come. Shoot me down with your five nil. Uh, yeah, genuinely. What's that whistle, mate? <laughs> it's my nose. And uh, by the way, before you say COVID or anything like that, I actually went and had a COVID test with my daughter, with my youngest daughter at the university across the road. Is that, and is that um, why it's whistling? Have you got it? The thingy stuck. It's up whistling for Karanka <laughs> full time. Three whistles. <laughs> No, I stopped whistling now. It's not working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, we're negative. I've even got the message I can show it on the screen if you want. Um, I know you're negative. Yeah. You've just predicted a, a 1 0 defeat to Sheffield win. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still more positive than Ator Karanka. So what can you do? <laughs> um, yeah. So no goals for five goals against zero points. From the two games, if Karank is in charge, I'm going to go three 0 for the Norwich one, and no nil for Sheffield Wednesday. I'm going to stick with them. Right, I'd say enjoy the football, but unless things change, you aren't going to enjoy the football. So have a nice weekend week because we're only midway through. Have a nice rest of the week. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Although, if this carries on, I might not come back. Because I'm thinking about starting up my new We Are Emelec podcast, where I'll be following the Ecuador Syria A team uh, club sport Emelec for the rest of my life. Start, and I'll be saying, start soon, doesn't it? The season. Good fight. It does next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited about starting up a podcast on my own. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I was going to say I'm not going to join you. I'm off to support yeah. FC Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So see how that goes. Uh, good luck with your We Are Dallas podcast, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, and, man. Um, you know, we had some good times. We did. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> no. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for listening. And keep right on. Keep right on.